Hello and welcome to Crossview Radio, weekly podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. You're a fundamentalist. This may be, perhaps, the worst insult since the sandlots you play ball like a girl remark. And many people today will do just about anything to avoid this label. But there is no small amount of irony that I'd like to explore here for a moment as we evaluate this insult uh, in light of the social justice movement. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, the word fundamentalism means one of three things. It could be fundamentalist or fundamentalism with a capital F, which would be this, strict adherence to doctrines and practices held to be fundamental to Christianity, specifically belief in the inerrancy of Scripture and a literal acceptance of the creeds as fundamentals of Protestant Christianity. Uh, That's one meaning. Another meaning is this. Uh, In other religions, especially Islam, strict adherence to traditional Orthodox religious beliefs or doctrines, a tendency or movement associated with this. Or the third meaning given by the Oxford English Dictionary is in a non-religious context, and it says this, In non-religious contexts, strict adherence to the basic principles of any specified doctrine, subject, or discipline, a movement or approach associated with this. Fundamentalism means, then, simply that you have values or beliefs that you accept and you are not willing to waver on. You're committed to those beliefs and those values, which means that being called a fundamentalist is really not an insult. In fact, it's actually the opposite. Being called a fundamentalist is actually a, cor- uh, actually a compliment. They're essentially saying this, hey, you, you stand for something. And to that, I reply, thanks. Practically everybody then is a fundamentalist. The issue really isn't, are you a fundamentalist? But which fundamentals do you adhere to? If you're not a fundamentalist, then that means you don't stand for anything and you are completely and totally passive, unengaged, uh, and willing to change your mind at the drop of a hat. What this means then, practically speaking, for our present series that we're on, is that the social justice warrior is still a fundamentalist. They're just a fundamentalist of a different stripe. Now, I don't think the social justice warrior, in most situations, understands this. They have a tendency to equate fundamentalism with conservatism. They have a tendency to think that to hold to progressive values means that they are not a fundamentalist. And maybe this will help a little bit, um, but I think that the chief attribute of fundamentalism that the average progressive is opposed to is the attribute of closed-mindedness. If you think about it, closed-mindedness is generally associated with fundamentalism, and open-mindedness is generally associated with progressivism. It is at this point that Chesterton may be useful in demonstrating the folly of open-mindedness. Here are a few Chesterton quotes for your entertainment. He says this, Merely having an open mind is nothing. The object of opening the mind, as of opening the mouth, is to shut it again on something solid. Or, one of my favorites, he says this, Do not be so open-minded that your brains fall out. 
or another. He says, an open mind is really a mark of foolishness, like an open mouth. Mouths and minds were made to shut. They were made to open only in order to shut. And then finally, he says, the object of opening the mind as of opening the mouth is to shut it again on something solid. Otherwise, it is more akin to a sewer, taking in all things equally. Now, there are at least two reasons why we ought not be open-minded. And the first reason is because, as Chesterton said, open-mindedness is a mark of foolishness. We know this because the Hebrew word for simple or naive means open-minded. This word shows up 18 times in the Old Testament, and I'll give you two examples of this. In Proverbs 14, 15, we read that the simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. In Proverbs 14, 18, we read the simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. We could translate the word simple as open-minded. Uh, those verses would sound like this. For, again, Proverbs 14, 15, the open-minded believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. Or Proverbs 14, 18, the open-minded inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Open-mindedness is to be naive, simple, gullible, foolish, lacking sense, easily misled, so on and so forth. It is wisdom to be a closed-minded fundamentalist. And if anyone doubts that, I have a few questions for you. Ought we to be open-minded about slavery? Ought we be open-minded about murder? Ought we to be open-minded about rape? Ought we to be open-minded about assault? Should we be open-minded about kidnapping? Should we be open-minded about human trafficking? I hope that you answer all of those with a resounding no. I hope that you are a fundamentalist on those issues. If the social justice warrior or the wokest or the progressive were honest, they would have to admit then that adhering to fundamentals isn't all that bad. And furthermore, that being closed-minded on issues is actually a pretty good thing. What they want then is not that you would not be a fundamentalist, but rather that you'd be their kind of a fundamentalist. The issue isn't that you would be open-minded, but that you would be closed-minded in the way that they are closed-minded. After all, even those who are asking us to be open-minded about BLM or LGBT issues are not really asking us to be open-minded. They're asking us to be closed-minded toward their view. Because true open-mindedness would, would uh, not say that these things were right or wrong. True open-mindedness is undecided. It is willing to say my view is wrong. Are they themselves willing to be open-minded on BLM and LGBT issues? What they are saying is this, open your mind so that you can close it on my view. But what about when the tables are turned? Are they willing to open their minds so they can close them on my view? Are they willing to be open-minded toward my view? Consider this, those who insist that we are fundamentalists because we teach biblical modesty are themselves fundamentalists when it comes to abortion just in their own kind of a way. Those who insist that we are fundamentalists because we teach uh, patriarchy, headship and submission in marriage, are themselves fundamentalists when it comes to transgenderism. Are they willing to be open-minded on that issue? They are, as the Oxford English Dictionary says, committed to a strict adherence to the basic principles of any specified doctrine, subject, or discipline. That's the definition of fundamentalism. Therefore, they are fundamentalists. Take this, then, and apply it to the dogma of the woke. 
What are their commitments? What are the things to which they adhere to? Well, here's a few of them. They adhere to critical race theory, intersectionality, white fragility, racism as ingrained in culture, reparations, oftentimes a socialist or communist political theory, the importance of stamping out heretics, atonement through activism, and so on. Now, what do you call this? What do you call it when you have a person who adheres to basic principles, who has basic commitments, who has basic beliefs and values and things that they're not willing to budge on? You call them a fundamentalist. Nobody wants a world free of fundamentalism. They want a world where their fundamentals are accepted as normal, and that is what the woke want. Likewise, Nobody really wants to live in a world where everyone is open-minded. They want to live in a world where people are closed-minded in all of the right ways. And I would argue that that, uh, that would be the case for the social justice progressive as well. William Buckley once said, Liberals claim to want to give a hearing to other views, but then are shocked and offended to discover that there are other views. I, I do feel a kind of sympathy toward the disgruntled Christian fundamentalist who thinks she is escaping fundamentalism by deconstructing and embracing social justice activism. She thinks she has finally escaped the shackles of religion, and she has left dogma behind. She has left the bigoted, narrow-minded, closed-minded thinking behind, when in reality she has just transferred her membership from one club to another. She's become narrow-minded in a new way. She's become closed-minded in a new way. As Chesterton said, in truth, there are only two kinds of people, those who accept dogma and know it, and those who accept dogma and don't know it. The goal for us is not to reject fundamentalism or to reject closed-mindedness, but to pick the right fundamentalism and the right closed-mindedness. You're going to close your mind on something. It may as well be the right thing. Remember this. When someone tells you to be open-minded, he's usually telling you to think more like him, which is the very thing he's unwilling to do, to think more like you. He's thus unprepared to live life by his own rules, demanding from you the very thing he's unwilling to give in return. We're called as Christians to be closed-minded. That is, to renew our minds with God's word, not the philosophies of man. We're called to be fundamentalists. That is to say that we are called to have hills we're willing to die on for the sake of Christ. We've been sold a bill of goods. The rallying cry to stop being a fundamentalist wasn't at all designed to abandon fundamentalism, but to forge a new fundamentalism, one that holds to different values and different beliefs. The question is, which fundamentalism will you believe? Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us online at crossvieworville.com. Thank you.